Hey, Dave Marmon here. Thanks so much for tuning in for another podcast episode. Um, this one's going to be a tiny bit different. So as you saw on uh, some of my social media channels, I actually had the opportunity to speak recently at Jobber's Professional Development Day. Uh, as you know, we use Jobber to power our business and they also help sponsor the show here on the podcast. And so uh, I actually have for you today's recording is my practice version of the presentation that I ran through. So it's all the same content as my presentation and wanted to get it to you because it is literally like the thing we should be focusing on this year is how to recruit and how to retain amazing employees in today's economic client in 2022. So definitely be ready to take some notes because I'm sharing my best tips, my best tricks, how we go out and recruit a great team and create a loyal team and ascend people within our business. So get ready to take some notes and I hope that you enjoy this kind of different flavor type of podcast here all about growing people within your company and some tips and some strategies of how to do that. So take care guys and enjoy today's episode. Welcome to the Home Service Business Coach Podcast with your host, David Mowerman. You will learn to grow your home service business and transition from being the technician in your business to being the CEO and leading your team to success. Get a front row seat where you will get practical advice from industry experts on how you can level up your home service business. Get ready to take some notes because we're going to jump right into it here. Good morning, good afternoon to you guys. This is going to be a bit of a different episode. I am a speaker at an upcoming event, and so you're getting the first draft here of the walkthrough of my presentation. So consider yourself in the loop here. So I'm going to take it away here and um, get, get diving in, and you get to listen and be a flyer on the wall and hear uh, my preparation so you can hear all my stumbles and things that I screw up. So welcome uh, aboard to the presentation. So what is up, everybody? I am so grateful to be here. Uh, thank you so much for this opportunity. Uh, I have been given this topic to discuss today uh, in as much detail as we possibly can in our time given, but this is the topic that I see tossed around online in circles I run in, in small business, entrepreneurship, home services. It is like a blinking freaking red light on everybody's mind is how do we retain employees, right? How do we get great people on our team? And so I am, if you know anything about me, uh, I am a massive, huge, I don't know if you'll find a bigger fan of keeping things simple. So I literally have four slides to walk through today with you in our time that we have. And we're going to be camping around the idea, how do we get great people on our team? Okay, so I'll, before we dive in, I will in 30 seconds give you a quick nutshell overview who I am. Uh, I'm Dave Mormon. I'm the owner and CEO at Revive Washing. We're based just outside Vancouver, BC in Canada. What is up, my fellow Canadians? Uh, love that Jobbers Canadian. We're Canadian. We still love all you Americans and everyone else all over the world. Uh, we're the friendliest people on earth, I've been told. Anyways, but um, what is uh, kind of in my background is being in working in home services. So 
I had a couple painting businesses. Now I have my washing business. Uh, and I also have a coaching business where I help others uh, to get the, the tools that they need to be able to scale up their home service business. And so I've been around the game kind of long enough, right? Going on 13 years now, which is crazy. I still haven't got a real job that my mom is still after me to get, go out and get a real job, right? So I'm a crazy entrepreneur. And so I feel like I can shed some light on this subject to help you uh, to be able to put some of these tools into place in your business. Okay, so let's dive in. That's enough about me. Let's talk about you and how we can get you some tips, some tricks, some strategies on this call to be able to uh, get great people on your team. Okay, so let's get into it. So why can't I find great people? Okay, so let's dive in. Here's my team here. So proud of our team that we had this year. Uh, again, we uh, wash homes all over uh, Metro Vancouver area. Absolutely love, uh, adore our team. So I've got four very simple points for you right here, okay? Number one, we say we can't find great people. Well, I would say you don't actually have a hiring problem or a recruiting problem. You probably have a vision problem, okay? And so when I was growing my painting business, I was always like, why can I not get anybody to stick with me long-term, right? Those of you with house painting businesses, you know, it's incredibly transient, right? And, and a lot of home services are, power washing, landscaping. We bring people in off Craigslist and Indeed, and we wonder well, why the heck are they not staying around? What is up with that? Well, it's actually not that we can't get people, it's that we can't get people because we actually have a vision problem, okay? So I would ask you, we're gonna dive into this more in a, little, in a minute or two here, but would you, like you gotta look in the mirror and ask, would you work for you, right? And when my mentor told me this back in the day, I'm like, no, well, I, I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't. Like, what is good about this job, right? You work out in the hot sun, you, uh, you know, get a couple of breaks a day, you work for some cranky clients, like, yeah, what, what else more is there to it? Okay, so um, th there's got to be more to the job than just the job itself. And I'll, I'll touch on that in a second. Okay. Um, now, the third point here you got to raise your rates to afford top talent, okay? If there's one thing that keeps me up at night, it is like the sadness in my heart for how many home service business owners are going about staying extremely busy and they're not staying profitable because like literally the foundation you build your home service business on is the rates that you get for your services. And most people, I would guarantee you, 95% of your competitors, I don't care what market you're in, they're underbidding their work because they're pricing their projects as if they're a technician in their own business, right? So $50 an hour for a service is almost laughable. Like it, it needs to be so much incredibly higher because there's so many costs to run this business, right? And so I think that's like, this is a whole nother rabbit trail. I won't keep going on this, but that is the biggest problem in the service industry People don't know their numbers, they don't charge enough money for their services, they don't know their value, and they therefore can't get great people on their team, okay? So that's a whole nother aside. I'll chat to you more on that or maybe another future presentation, but um, let's keep carrying on. So for my fourth point, okay, there's no such thing anymore as a laborer. Like, good luck going to get someone on Craigslist, call it labor position, $20 an hour, full-time work. No one's going to be, and I don't want to say nobody, but 
a, a very sliver percent of people are actually interested in that now, okay? People want to buy into a bigger mission. They wanna be part of something that's bigger than themselves. And it's very important that you actually structure your business to deliver on that, okay? So let's keep carrying on because I want to talk about kind of that first point where you don't have a hiring problem. You actually have a vision problem. Okay. So if you want clear, actionable advice off this call, literally get off this call when we're done and go and create a very, very clear three-year vision. Okay. There's a lot of business gurus will say, make a five-year, make a 10-year, make a one-year. Like for me, I just love personally a three-year vision. It's long enough that you can kind of see what it'll be like, but it's also like short enough where you're like, hey, I could actually imagine myself being part of that. And so when you go five years, seven years, 10 years, I think it gets a little bit carried away where it's like, uh, this actually seems so far away. We don't actually know what we could achieve, right? There's that quote where you will overestimate what you can do this next year in 2022. And you will underestimate actually uh, how much you can get done in like a 10 year period. Okay, so I like three years. So you got to ask yourself, where is your business going in the next three years? Okay, you can see our little fancy infographic here. This is our organizational chart, right? Take a picture of it, screenshot it. I don't care if I can help you grow your business and create a vision. That's a win for me. So this is our organizational chart that we're going for in the next uh, two, three years now, right? We made this like a, over a year ago with the team. So we've got each area of our business mapped out and who we're going to need on those, you know, Jim Collins calls it the seats on the bus. And so you can see each department, you can see there's like 40 something positions there. That's what we want to create with our business, right? We have a big vision for where we want to go. We want to go in, um, we want to create a dominating local brand. And this is all the people that we're going to need on the team to do it. Okay. So every employee's favorite radio station, WIFM, what's in it for me? That's literally why you joined this job event and clicked on this on this um, presentation. What's in it for me? What am I going to learn? Oh, I want to learn how to get great people. I'll go listen to this guy, right? So what's in it for me? So you got to answer the question, what are the positions available in your company? You got to answer the question, how can this become a career and not just another job, okay? Again, people want to be part of something bigger than themselves. How can you go about and do that? I'll give you some practical strategies on that in just a minute. And another one is like, obviously, if you run a quick Google search, there's probably like, for I think for us, there's over 40 companies now that do house washing in our local market, right? That's great. You gotta ask yourself, how's your business actually different from other opportunities, right? When a candidate is coming in to your doors, they're looking at other options. They're saying, okay, what other options are there for me available? How is this company actually a little bit different, right? And if you want more things on being different, go read Seth Godin's book, The Purple Cow, right? Literally make your business a purple cow. Make it so different that no one can compete with it. So I think this is like the root issue, right? People grumbling, complaining on Facebook. There's no, no one out there wants to work. Like, yes, there are very, very clear shifts in our economy that this COVID pandemic has accelerated, right? But I can tell you this home service industry is a growing behemoth that everyone's in the same boat. We gotta figure out how to actually get great people on our team to buy into our mission where we're going. And then you really gotta take care of them, right? Like if, if you're a young person coming out of school now, 
and you choose the home service industry, you can absolutely clean up on the technician side, on a manager side, or as an owner. It's just a growing, amazing industry. So we got to figure out what our three-year vision is for your company and get very clear on where this thing's going. And it's a chicken and egg thing, right? You're going to set this up properly and you're going to attract some great people. So like I said, everyone's favorite radio station. What's in it for me? Here's some very practical tips on how you can make your business different. Now, again, I'm not just making this stuff up in theory. This is literally my team right here. We've got multiple trucks on the road. We've got two managers. We've got crews in place that do the work. I'm right here fighting the good fight with you, trying to figure this stuff out. I've been 13 years at it, and this is the things that we do to make this stuff work. Okay, so feel free to take notes. Number one is gift cards, right? We regularly give out gift cards. And this segues to number two here. We do a team meeting every single week. If you're not doing that, look at that because part of attracting and keeping great people really gets at the root of creating an incredible culture within your team, right? And I thought culture is one of those like, woo woo, boring business words, right? Culture eats strategy for breakfast, all this stuff. I'm like, what does it actually mean? But now that I've had my business now for five years, I have seen, had a front row seat, how important it is to build culture, right? You're gonna have culture builders on your team and you wanna repel those culture busters that come in and they're the mavericks, right? They're the people that, you know, that has to be their way or the highway and, and they just don't want to, be uh, getting too many of those people on your team because they're going to really hurt the culture you're building. So when we run our weekly team meeting, guess what we're doing? We're running through the week. We're celebrating our reviews. We're checking in with the team. But at the end of the meeting, we actually close it up and it's called our team member of the week. We award a gift card to whoever in our company lived out that week, a core value of ours, right? So we've got five core values that govern how our business runs. And we go out and share in front of the whole team. Hey, this person exhibited this core value. We're giving them the gift card this week. Congratulations. Come by the office, pick it up, right? Gift cards get dished out in my company uh, on, on a weekly basis, if not more. I'm just such a huge fan of it. That's how you reward your team, how you build the culture, okay? Staff social events, really important. We just had our holiday Christmas party, right? You got to make this a place people want to be around. Advancement into leadership opportunities, right? When you go and look at this organizational chart, there's leadership opportunities here, right? There's a manager here. There's a manager here, manager, manager, manager. There's a general manager. There's positions available in leadership. So again, part of moving this away from just being a job, you got to make this more of a career. And I'll tell you on the next slide, when we finish up, how specifically some, some tactics, how you can actually make that happen. Okay. For us, this is huge. Like be part of a business in the community that actually gives to charity or nonprofit or does things in the community, right? For us, um, you may know our story, we give 3% of our revenue, yes, 3% of our top line revenue, we give that away to help with global water projects. And also um, we, we co-sponsored a school this year in Cambodia. And so it's not something that's done just for marketing to get more work. It's actually like what I really care about and now what our team really cares about is washing homes locally, to bring clean water globally, to create change abroad. And so 
figure out what that is for you, right? It's so important that you have a heartbeat for your business. That's more than just like making business, you know, making money here locally. Like it's such a boring story, like make money locally. Great. What are you going to do with that? Right. You can create so much change with your business is so important. And that's going to create people to buy in. Another thing, we're a living wage employer here in uh, British Columbia, where we're at uh, in your market, you can see with inflation, places are everything's getting more expensive, right? And so you got to be able to pay your team a great wage. And that gets back to my previous point of like, for goodness sakes, raise up your prices, right? If you're closing 80% of your bids, you're pricing too cheap, and you're actually shooting yourself in the foot as the owner that you're going out and getting all this work. Great, great, guys. It's incredibly easy to stay busy in home services. That's like, like just like level one grade one reading, right? Congratulations, you can read a picture book. Great, you're busy. But how about staying profitable, right? Get busy with profitable jobs, right? Don't close 80% of your projects, it's too high. You should be in more of a sweet spot where you're profitable, you can afford to pay a team a living wage. Absolutely massive. Again, these are two things make our business distinctly different. We live it out through our core values. We give to charity. We're a living wage employer. Now, here's other tactical things, right? What's in it for me? Pay out a bonus pay for quality, right? We incentivize our crews. We pay them for reviews. You may do that. Great. We pay them for the production that the truck does so long as it's error-free work, right? What is a technician in charge of? Creating an amazing service experience. They're in charge of not creating touch-ups, right? Let's pay out for that. We've got bonus structures in place for that. How about client tips? Hello. Thank you, jobbers, so much. Like from me and your other million users coming up with the client tips incredible our crew last week brought in 251 dollars in client tips like do you not think they're stoked jumping up and down to go offer higher levels of service now absolutely important what's in it for you you get tipped for doing a great job hugely important this other one is big too i think today you got to offer some form of flexible scheduling okay the whole nine to five monday to friday work week is kind of out the window we're actually looking at pilot testing different schedules for next week, but we're a very flexible employer. So long as we're not getting sprung, you know, the week of I need this and this day off. It's like, no, each month, let's look ahead. Hey, could I still back this Friday to go camping with my blah, blah, blah? Go ahead. No problem. You gave us three, four weeks notice. We'll lock it in. Good to go. So be flexible with scheduling, in my opinion. Work with your people. What's in it for them as they grow through this company, okay? hope this is landing with you guys one final slide and this is going to get into a bit more of the nitty-gritty of like how on earth do i actually do this now this might change how you view your business okay you've got to grow your own people okay we developed this hybrid role years ago and i'm going to tell you about it okay so check this out this is me i'm the owner great this is steve here he's our operations manager okay about three years ago I did not know who Steve was, right? He came into the business because he saw our job ad. It said we gave money to clean water and he was like, that's weird, that's different. I wanna check this out, right? We didn't have an office at the time. We're like this small scrappy startup. I meet him at Starbucks. He was a little bit thrown off by that. Uh, and, and I ended up hiring him, right? He, uh, he, he was hired in my company to clean windows, great. He cleaned windows, he was great. I met with him, said, Steve, you're doing awesome. You're going to now be a crew leader. You're going to run the crew. Um, you're getting upsells. You're booking people. You're getting great reviews. You're doing amazing work. Please keep that up. Awesome. Steve goes out, leads the crew. 
then I'm at the time running all these different crews, right? As the production manager, I meet with Steve again. I say, Steve, look, I'm going crazy running these crews. How about we look at adding in a hybrid role for you, right? And this was all came from the fact that we previously hosted a team vision meeting where I got up in front of the team, hour and a half, couple PowerPoint slides. You guys know me now, it's simple. So keep it simple. Couple PowerPoint slides. This is what we're looking at. Steve, check this out. Uh, and, and I basically said, hey, at some point, I'm looking for a right-hand person to be running my company. I don't know who it is in this room. And at the back, it was like a light bulb went off and Steve said, he's like, wow, there's opportunities here. I wanna climb within this company. And so Steve, today, he's our operations manager, runs our, runs our operations, runs our crew, fantastic. But how we got there, we ended up moving him into this hybrid role, okay? So you can teach your technicians other skills to benefit the business okay sales skills admin production right we've had this with three technicians this last year alone we took technicians one technician we brought into sales right he's quoting one day a week on fridays right we call it right here flex day fridays our other technician we took her out of the field we brought her in the office great with customers really good talking on the phone great there's another hybrid role and with steve i was going crazy running production I actually pulled him out for Fridays, I said, you're not gonna be scheduled for route work, right? I'm gonna pull you out. I've got these 10 production tasks that need to get done every Friday, right? From meeting our delivery driver, to ordering more materials, to checking in on the crew, to going to Home Depot to get this, to do this, to do. So it turned into this flex role where it was like, wow, on Fridays, this guy goes out, he kicks butt, right? Steve's happy because he's building a future, right? You gotta make it more about just the cleaning. You can't just say, hey, you're going to clean for the next five years and then we'll talk about being a manager, right? The, your people need to see it. They need to see progression. And so this is a way that I love to do it because you might be listening to this thinking, how on earth do we go out and hire a manager, right? I can barely afford to keep the lights on at this place. You don't go out and pay a huge salary to a full-time manager. You just start it with a hybrid role, right? You could steal back someone's Fridays into your into your business for as little as like $5,000 a year, right? You could literally just steal back one day a week and and rock and roll with that maybe it's a day every two weeks like figure it out with your team but this hybrid role is going to keep people loyal because it's going to show them there's other aspects to this business and it's going to just dip their feet in the water and see what else is going on in this business other than just the cleaning itself so you know cleaning's very uh, laborious job you're using your back perfect i want to use your brain as well in this business and try out these other departments is is very important so you want to be smart how you structure this now a couple of things to mention here to close up people are extremely loyal to things that they help create okay so steve is extremely loyal to the brand i think i take great care of him i think i'm a good boss obviously far from perfect working on getting better but he's helping create this business like can you guess if he's very loyal to it right he loves the brand he's not the owner but he is the manager he loves the brand because he's helping create it right one of our core values at our business is kaizen right is the japanese word continuous improvement we want to make the business a little bit better every single week and so steve shows up on mondays he's fired up he's ready to create help create the business, right? He's very loyal because he's helping create the business. So very important to think about. And then I'll leave you with a quote that my mentor said, right? 
He said, Dave, if you don't have an assistant, guess what? You are the assistant, right? If you don't have an assistant, you are the assistant. And I think there's too many home service business owners running around. They are the assistant in their own business, right? The day that you signed up to go start your washing business, home service business, whatever, it's like bare minimum 80 hours a week. I would say absolute bare minimum that you can either try soldier that all on yourself or you can try go out and find a Steve or somebody to help you with it, right? And that's why we hire people in the first place is not for ego, not for vanity. I could care less how many trucks you have. We literally hire people to get our time back so that we can put them in a specific role and have them working in the business so we can pull you out and get working on the business, okay? Be very clear as an entrepreneur, you shouldn't be so busy doing, you should be extremely busy designing. And that's why I wanted this call to land with you today. Get busy designing an incredible workplace, an incredible role that would have people raising their hands saying, I wanna see what this is all about, okay? So it starts with you looking in the mirror, what like i'm calling you out right now looking in the mirror what kind of boss are you would someone want to work for your company and if you can't answer that with a heck yes then we got some work to do okay and find peace of mind you're not alone in this right most home service businesses i think screw this up they're not great places to work right they're not fun environments to be in people don't see a future and if people are just turning up for a paycheck your business is gonna be in trouble for the long haul. So I will tell you, I will guarantee, I will promise you, whoever of service business owners that are listening right now, whoever figures this thing out the best is gonna be the winner in the long term. And the long term, I'm talking like the next 10 years, okay? Our struggle is not going to be, how do we get more job? Like I understand when you're new to business, first few years, you might be listening to this, getting jobs is like the blinking red light in your head. But literally when you segue from that, like when I get up in the morning, literally my first thought, how do I get more great people, right? How do I get more Steve's on my team? How do I grow this thing? That's the biggest bottleneck that most service business owners are asking. So it all starts with raising your rates, paying people a great wage, and then make it a really fun place to work, okay? If you're like me, you own a cleaning business, you can guess how many times we talk about how fun getting your hand in and cleaning gutters is, right? That's not what it's about. It's about creating a career, offering incredible service, doing initiatives with charity, and being part of a fun team that's actually going on a, on a mission, right? And so keep that in mind. Very, very important as you keep scaling up your business. So I really hope this presentation landed with you. I hope there was a ton of value in it for you. Uh, and I'll leave you with, if you want a plan for career, uh, I call it career ascension. Um, I've got an infographic I'd be happy to share with you. You can reach out to me on Instagram at home service business coach Just send me a little DM and I'll just include that uh, document for you. Uh, absolutely free. You can take a look at ours uh, and see what it's like to move people along um, through your company. So I wish you guys well, and thank you so much for listening to me, giving me your time and enjoy the rest of the conference. Thank you for listening to the episode today. If you want to get even more value from David, then book your free coaching call at homeservicebusinesscoach.com.